all living in a world gone geek. It's time to geek hard or go home. The podcast is real. Here's your host, Grounded Geek. Hey, everybody. We are back. Season two, episode three of World Gun Geeks. The podcast is really live, and we are really live here on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And we are grateful that you are here with us. We have a really fun show today. I'm very excited uh, for our guests tonight. If you're anything like me and, uh, you know, when you were growing up, you loved uh, sitting around a table with a bunch of friends in a dank basement pretending to be uh, strange beings and battling dark forces while horking down Cheetos and Mountain Dew. Uh, that was that was pretty much the 80s for me. Um, but uh, played tabletop role-playing games was just the biggest thing. For me, it was Dungeons & Dragons, Star Wars RPG. Um, those were some of the big ones that I played back in the day. Those were a lot of fun. For these guys tonight, though, it's Pathfinder, and they're going to share their uh, or they share their adventures with the world in an actual play podcast. You don't know what that is. You're going to find out tonight. It's actually a really cool thing. Uh, some uh, I've been listening to these kind of podcasts for some time, stumbled across these guys, and they were willing to come on and talk about it. So we're going to welcome them. They are from Roll, uh, Roll for Intent. There we go. And they are going to be with us in just a minute. But before that, of course, I have to bring on my uh, trusty cohorts, uh, Utah and Aliyah. Welcome to the show. Greetings, Grogu being dis- disruptive again. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, he just gets get back, get back in your, get back in. Okay, there he goes. He's gone. He's gone. What is he in? What are you doing? This is oh, little, this is a that's little a little pram. thing. My this is what? A little super pram. That's pram. funny. Crab, crab, pram, pram. Well, crab. That's the that's a British term. <laughs> turtle. It's turtle. a turtle. It's a turtle. <laughs> a turtle. <laughs> Grogu. My oh my gosh! I have not seen that one. Is that That's new? Cute. Uh, yeah, it came out uh, maybe a month or two ago, and uh, I can't. I, well, I mean, look at all the ones that he has behind him. He doesn't need it more. This is called hoarding. You what not. are you talking about? I don't have a problem. <laughs> he can quit anytime he wants. I can quit anytime I want. You're all right, just not yet. <laughs> so, uh, welcome back. We watched the Emmys last week. Um, big wins for Ted Lasso and The Crown. Um, I, I did. So, all of my predictions were wrong because I did not give The Crown that much credit. Not that it's a bad show. I just did not put it up there. But, well, right, um, but our, our Ted Lasso wrong, won. But... One things I knew it was gonna. It was pretty. Right. You know, I, our predictions were wrong, but the winners weren't surprises to us. I mean, you know, we said that Ted Lasso was certainly deserving sure. of. And the crown was certainly deserving of it. Uh, I would have loved to see Lovecraft Country win. I would have loved to see some love for the Mandalorian. But you know, yeah, wait, who it was won, a good show. Uh, yes, I am a fan of the Mandalorian. If you can't, which tell. one was it? Was it the the Handmaid's Tale one? Which one was that? It won something. Now it I'm won, not. It, I wasn't prepared to talk about this tonight. I just want. I, I was just. I was just <laughs> recapping last week. <laughs> I'm not prepared. I don't remember who won what. I just remember Ted Lasso and The Crown were like the big winners. Uh, Conan O'Brien kind of stole the show a little bit. I don't know if you watched it, but <laughs> no, I didn't. This was going to be his last year at the Emmys, basically, because he's no longer going to be on television. He's going full web, webs, just like us. He's Conan's just coming. To, he's like, it's like I saw these guys, and I'm going to have my no. He's been kind of ruling the web for some time. His YouTube channel is hilarious if you're not watching it. But yeah, he was amazing. Like nobody, you know, went popping up in the back. Sometimes, sometimes I was like, okay, this might be inappropriate. This is not the time. But he actually went up with one of the teams he that won. Oh, it Stephen, was uh, Stephen Colbert. 
Yes, yes. He came up with their whole team and stood up there and put his arms around guys who were like, what is happening? I just want to say that all... most of these people deserve yeah. this award. <laughs> you look right at Conan. Yeah, he 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 uh, handled it very well. But yeah, Conan was a was a cut up. But yeah, I actually thought it was a really good uh, broadcast. I loved the tribute to Bismarcky at the beginning. I didn't know that Rita Wilson had bars. Um, what was that? That was oh, pretty wow. amazing. LL Cool J came out of nowhere. I mean, I was loving it. Yeah, it was a really cool opening. So it was nicely done. as an '80s uh, and '90s kind of hip hop fan and and a fan of Bismarcky, it was. Really cool to see. Hey, I, I was that just happen. impressed to see that Cedric the Entertainer was still around. Yeah, well, he's got a sitcom on uh, CBS, The Neighborhood, or whatever, which we oh, always right. end up accidentally watching when Jeopardy ends. <laughs> I've never like tuned into that show on purpose, but we finished Jeopardy, <laughs> which is at seven thirty, and at eight o'clock, uh, oh look, Cedric the Entertainer is on. See, I don't know. Jeopardy's a great lead-in. Yeah, yeah, it's not a terrible show either. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I, I've actually laughed quite a bit at it. It's pretty fun. So, but yeah, I just stumbled onto it. Um, yeah, but so the Emmys were great. Uh, some really, really awesome pop culture news this week. I don't know if you guys have seen. Uh, there was, I mean, Netflix had a had their own their like event. little event yesterday, which I think is a hilarious name for their event. I feel got, like I, I feel like NBC ahead. needs to. I feel like NBC needs to talk to them though. Tudum sounds a little too close to Law and Order's thing. It's, it does, but um, well, I thought you were going to say NBC should have their event called Bing Bang Bong. I don't know. Well, <laughs> That's well, a, sure. Is that even NBC how you should, how you pronounce NBC, that? I don't know. Is it? Is I, it? No. NBC should have have their event called something with Peacock. See, see, uh, Law and Order is da dum, and. Netflix is ta dumb. That's okay. That's the vanilla ice explanation of the difference between under pressure and ice, ice baby. Ice, ice baby. Um, but no, I, I think that uh, Netflix, man, some, oh my gosh, oh. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't even get it out. I'm so, so excited. So many Sandman movies. released mm-hmm. a, a teaser. It is almost beat for beat and word for word. The audible, uh, audio play drama that they did. I don't know if anybody's listened to that, but it's amazing. And that whole thing described basically the first episode of that audio book. So it's going to be interesting to see how much of like the comics and this book and all these things that they tie together. But the the tone was perfect. That is Sandman. I'm so glad Neil Gaiman is finally getting a show that's doing his, his stuff. Cause you know, we've got uh, stars who ceremoniously uh, uh, unceremoniously um, just cut American gods off after third season with a cliffhanger and then yeah. and then today on facebook there's an ad from stars saying watch all three seasons of american gods on stars and i'm like you sons of, what are you doing this isn't cool man um yeah so it's just <laughs> that was that's unfair but yeah neil gaiman finally getting it with uh the same man um cowboy oh, bebop oh, did you see the intro oh that mm. intro that they for we talked about that. Fantastic. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but you remember we fantastic. were like, "Man, I, if they don't keep that theme song, at least right. I'm not gonna. I'm no, gonna. It's gonna be no hard to get into you, this show. You can't no, no, do Cowboy no. Bebop without that. And song. what they did was amazing. I'm so excited. Have you seen the side by side comparison? It's on YouTube. Somebody actually. I have not. No, I did not. Is Netflix, it very close? It's it's, it's you know it's, it's as close as you can get. With live action, I mean, they did they did an amazing job. And if the show, yeah, so exciting. You know, if, if the show is you know, follows in the footsteps of the, of that intro, then I'm I'm all in. I was all in when they when they announced it. And when I saw John Cho in the other view shots of the others, how perfect they looked. Because 
you know, it's tough to translate anime to live action, but they did a really good job of it. I'm really excited. And by the way, that is all John Cho's hair. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, my internet is either your internet is cutting in or out or mine is. Aaliyah, did you see him? Cutting in and out? Yeah. Yes. I okay, thought it was so it's on your end. All right, cool. Oh. Then then we're good. As, uh, that means we'll stay on the air. We just sometimes you might cut in and out. I understood everything you said, yeah. but it was. I'll, I just want to make sure. Oh, no. He kind of glitched. You're glitching again. What's going on? Is, no, is he said he was going to cut in and out. Is everybody? Oh, now he's frozen. So, yeah, that's going to work out great <laughs> for the show. Hey, for the podcast listeners. <laughs> oh, wait. We're really hearing this the next day. <laughs> uh, yeah, Utah is. Oh, my gosh. I need to take some screenshots. Whenever you get frozen, it's amazing. Um, but <laughs> now I think he's just doing it. Um, oh, I no, I think. I think that Cowboy Bebop's going to be amazing. It's one of my favorite anime of all time. It's pretty fa fabulous. And so this is going to be great. We got Me teasers too. from The Witcher. We uh, got uh, some other things, right? So excited. Yeah. Good so stuff. Excited. And I've good. started all of these shows, right? Because I always tell you guys, oh, I don't know what to watch. I don't know what yeah. to watch. I've been rewatching uh, My Wife and Kids and just random things. Yeah. And then once I finally start watching these other shows like Cobra Kai and The Witcher, that there's no i, I want to finish it we got a Cobra kai teaser too like a little bit more of a yeah. reveal of the new of the next of the extra villain that we brought eagle back fang and me eagle fang. yeah right eagles don't have fangs put the shirt up <laughs> well you know yeah oh my gosh yeah i'm so excited for that oh oh leah you need to watch sorry my light oh, no. my backlight is he on has a the clapper. clapper a clap on What'd you clap. say? There we go. It's Aline, a C. Aline, it's a C3PO clapper that I got what? for my for my birthday from my lovely daughter. So yeah, Aww. isn't that well, cool? I remember the picture. Okay. Yeah. So no, and, Aaliyah, you need to. Start I have to be careful Snoop not to game. clap during the show, or the, my backlight goes off. Wait, if we Snoop clap loud game? enough, we'll look up Squid Game. It's a Korean Squid survival game. drama. No, because there was another uh, uh, Japanese Korean. I don't know which one it was, but there was another survival show that I started watching last year, and they still haven't made a second season for it. So I'm not mm, watching so any more of those until they, they step Squid up game. their game. I, I will I will say this. I would totally watch Snoop Game. Snoop? That's what you thought he said at first, right? Didn't you say Snoop Game? I oh. thought that's what you said. <laughs> I would watch that show too. So I don't care what, what you it? say. Snoop Dogg? Isn't that called Joker's Wild? Is that where you put Martha Martha uh, Stewart and Snoop Dogg in a reality show where they're trying to survive to see who wins $46 million? <laughs> right, right. You Because I would watch the heck out of that put, show. You put both of them no, on either end of the deserted he would island. Need, he would need, you know, his Weed? natural, yeah, his natural herb. <laughs> he wouldn't make it. He wouldn't make it. Uh, he, would, he would light up all the plants on the island and find the best blend. Yeah, well, and Martha Stewart would would MacGyver some bric-a-brac bric -brac into like some kind of like flying machine, and she would escape. So that's no, just, no, yeah. no. She would, she would make a lovely stew out of it. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. She would cook something. That was that would be it. All right. So hey, you know what we're talking about role playing games tonight, and I, you know, obviously I admitted at the beginning I'm very I was very much into those as a youngster. Um, then went many many years not playing them. Sort of got back into it a couple of years ago. Um, what about you guys? Have you? I know um, Aaliyah might have not been born when role playing games were existed, but um, <laughs> um, wow. but I'm you know. But uh, have you played any role-playing games, Elia? Do you know what we're talking about? <laughs> do you even, yeah, do you know what role-playing game is? 
Okay, keep it coming, guys. Keep it coming. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Wait, I'm serious. It's a serious no, question. Serious. Have you ever played? Yeah. We're serious. Some people don't know what role-playing games are. I don't right. know what a role-playing game is. I told you See? what I played earlier. I mean, I played okay. Until until Daylight, but I don't think that that's an RPG uh, game. Is that like when you have a character and you're uh, role-playing that character? Like, what is this, what is yeah. this role-playing game? Basically. So yeah. You tell you want to explain it? No. <laughs> okay. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, essentially you take on the role of um, a specific character. A lot of times you will roll dice to determine what their stats are for certain things like intelligence and charisma Charisma, and all those kind of things, strength. And then, uh, yeah, there's a, there's somebody who runs the games, usually a dungeon master. That's if you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, that's what we call them, but game master also. And they will basically kind of describe what's happening. And then you and your cohorts who are playing these roles decide what to do next. And, you know, if you battle, you're rolling, you know, dice to determine, statistically whether or not you've defeated these enemies or done any damage and then they do damage to you and hopefully you don't die um yeah it's fun it's like uh but you yeah you pretend like you're you know uh a a different character whether it be an elf or a halfling or a tiefling and these are all dungeons and dragons but yeah fun stuff (laughs) she's like okay (laughs) yeah you lost me at tiefling what in the heck are you talking about it's a demon person with no i'm kidding (laughs) who likes to drink a lot of tea preferably (laughs) earl gray hot no it's um really really interesting it is not a video game it's 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 you know in in real life and you're playing uh sometimes you've got sometimes they'll have a board that that shows you the terrain and, and wherever you're going sometimes not but it's not like a video game or a card game or anything like that. It's something that you guys are playing in real time as these things happen. It's kind of cool because you and never it, know. It's like collective storytelling. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. the dungeon master has this main story that he's trying to guide you through, but your decisions affect how that goes and whether, and sometimes they can really throw a sometimes, DM off, some, yeah, sometimes which is one of my favorite is... things to try to do with my character. But um, yeah, so that's, <laughs> Just throw, you know, throw wrenches in the plan. Uh, would magic is magic? Yeah, oh, there's that's part of it. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. It's like in a fantasy wanted- world. There's orcs and that's Dungeons and Dragons. Not all of them. There's a Star Wars one. Right. There's a superhero genres. one. Yeah. I've always wanted to learn Cyberpunk. Play magic. Oh, Magic the Gathering? No, that's just a card that's game. That's different. That's just yeah. a card oh. game. Oh, that's no, well, a little it's different. a card game. Let's not say just a card yeah, game. It's so not, people yeah, people like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a. I, I've never gotten into it myself, but uh, I, I, yeah, my kids love it. It's, you know, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's a little different. You're not playing a role in that one. You're oh. you're just kind of dealing that stuff out. Uh, but the guys that are here with us today, they uh, this is what they do together. They get together. Uh, um, uh, well, we'll find out how often. Uh, but like we used to do it, like on a weekly basis, we would get together. Uh, but they get together and they don't just play and. and uh, you know, and then that's it. It's just for the fun of them. Uh, they record it, which is what we call an actual play podcast. And then they put these episodes, they produce them. Um, and then they put them out there for people to listen to. Um, there's been some of the real popular ones, real big ones, uh, is the adventure zone with, the the McElroy brothers. Those guys have done, oh, that's right. um, some really, really cool actual play. Um, and then, uh, yeah, which I've listened to and there's a few others that I've listened to, but, um, yeah, I stumbled across uh, these guys. Trevor and I were a, at a podcast <laughs> little conference type thing this week. And I, as soon as he mentioned what they do, I was like, I must talk to him. So uh, I invited him and here he is. There's Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> hey, Trevor. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Hey. All right. 
Um, so I'm going to do Trevor is I'm going to let you quickly kind of introduce yourself. Uh, and then, um, you introduce the rest of your team. I'll bring them on as you, as you mentioned them. How's that? Sounds good to me. All right. So, uh, my name's Trevor. Uh, we started this podcast really only three weeks ago, but we've been playing <laughs> for quite a bit as a group, uh, before that I'm going to apologize to everybody. I'm, my voice is coming back from, a, I don't know what, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we started about at the beginning of the pandemic playing together uh, with a different group. Some of the people in this group were in that group as well. Um, and just kind of idly said, Oh, we, we could probably do a podcast of this eventually and kind of pushed it to the back of our minds. And uh, that group kind of dissolved because, you know, as COVID got less, I don't want to say it's not serious, but less serious people started going back to work and going back to school. The group kind of splintered and uh, we built a new group specifically to make the podcast. And that was about nine months ago when we started planning and we launched uh, on Labor Day this year. Um, I'm really, really new to, to tabletop. I like was not involved with it until the beginning of the pandemic. And I jumped feet first right into GMing. For, for the group. <laughs> oh well, wow. wanted to do it, so I figured that's uh, that's a lot to take on. That's a lot uh, a big bite to chew. Right. Uh, There's a lot to do. Well, what better time than at the beginning of a lockdown? So. Right. Exactly. I mean, plenty of time on my hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're good at it, though. Says uh, I can't see that. All my glasses on. <laughs> Johemian Rhapsody. There we go. Awesome. Welcome. Thanks for watching the show. But yeah, he says you're good at it. So. So, um, yeah, well, I, I brought in originally the person that got me into it was, was Jake. He's on the podcast. He's my brother. There's and Jake. He's the person that really got me uh, into it uh, at the beginning of it, just by telling me the games that he was playing with another member of our, our group, Todd. Uh, he introduced Jake really to tabletop role playing games. And uh, when we were looking for a fifth for the podcast, um, I looked to one of my colleagues, Ray, uh, who I work with. There's Ray, who's also a comedian out in uh, Southern California. Awesome. Hey, uh, very cool. Perfect. Well, welcome to the show, guys. We're grateful that you're here. I can't wait to to talk to you a little bit more about this. I actually had a chance to listen uh, to your first episode, and I wanted to, and and which was why I kind of was like, um, and I literally just had heard of it from that uh, Captivate conference that we were in, uh, Trevor, and. Um, I started listening to it while you were actually talking. So I apologize. Like during the conference, I wasn't listening to you. I have no idea what you shared. Um, I'm sure it was great, uh, but um, I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> I, I was looking, I was totally like, Oh, this is great. Another, I gotta, I gotta find out more about this. And so, yeah, I, I love what you guys have done. You've got like production values going on. You got music, you got some like l cool little like undertone music to set the tone. Um, and it's lots of fun. Um, so welcome to all of you. I want to make sure we talk a little bit uh, to each of you as far as like how you first got into role-playing uh, games, you know, how long you've been doing it. Um, this is the most people we've ever had on the World Gun Geek stage at one time. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> so I think we're going to have to roll for initiative and then we will be able to, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm going to just go across. So I'm my screen i got todd mcpherson first so todd go ahead and tell us uh how how did you get into playing role-playing games what was your first experience with that uh well back around i'd say 2013 or so i was a bit of a hobo <laughs> no i was actually in between houses and jobs so okay. both at the exact same time because you know i 
uh, glutton for punishment. But um, <laughs> so I I uh, was living with a friend, and uh, he's super geeky, and I love him to death. And he and his friends would play Pathfinder, and mm-hmm. I would make fun of them for it, having never seen them because they were never <laughs> there. They, they always went to each other's places to play, and I'm I'm like a nerd in my own right. But uh, I never, ever had seen or heard a uh, role-playing game being played. I, I eventually just found, like, how do you turn math into a story? And <laughs> so I finally said, okay, just throw me into a game. I want to see how this works. And so uh, one of my friends was GMing just a new Adventure Path and Pathfinder, first edition. And he helped me make a character. And we started playing, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. For I don't know. It just it just sucked me right in. I I. I absolutely love role playing. Surprisingly enough, I did not know, and um, and then after that, I started making fun of them for playing League of Legends all the time. Never got <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I played for a little while. That group kind of fizzled out, and then uh, years later, I finally what was it? Probably 2018. I I said, you know, I really need to learn the system. I'm just going to go like Trevor feet first. Going to GM a game and invited some friends and one of them dragged jake into my house and uh we started playing we had fun and then that group was killed by the pandemic <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then we ended up uh jake just calls me out of blue he's like hey my brother wants to run a game you want to join i'm like yeah why not and here we are there we are jake tell us a little bit about your uh first experience with uh rpg like where, how did you get into it uh i got into it because originally i had a friend of mine um, I think it was probably back in like 2016, 2017. I uh, worked at a coffee shop and just closed at nights. And then I had another friend of mine I was in a band with and he worked at a gas station. So uh, I would just be really bored super late at night because he had like third shift and would be there until like three or four in the morning. So I would drive out there, me and another friend, because we just had nothing else to do at like Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And we would sit down at his counter and we would roll and make characters. And every single time a customer came in, he'd have to stop and go to the <laughs> counter and check them out. And then he would come right back and start GMing us through his on the fly, really like not by the rules whatsoever, just the seat of his pants for the story element of it, um, gameplay. And, awesome. and that's kind of how it started. Um, playing the game incorrectly more or less yeah. <laughs> yeah. throwing the rules to the wind but um sometimes sometimes that can be more fun like there's you know sometimes you gotta you know you gotta yeah gotta take a little bit of leeway with that we That's, still do that it was yeah. it, it was to the point know. originally totally. where for the longest time i wasn't <laughs> entirely sure what engine we were playing at first like i just knew that it was d20 <laughs> and it was dungeons and dragons like yeah but and yeah that's really, really how it started right? yeah awesome all right. And uh, Raymond, you've got a fan in the audience here who is uh, very excited that you're here. So <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about how you got into uh, role playing games. You're on mute. Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> it's because you don't really want to hear me. You don't want to know my story. <laughs> we do. We really, really do. Um, like Trevor said, I'm a comedian. So I actually got started because me and a couple of my comedian friends um we saw actually a tv show where they were playing dungeons and dragons tv show community and we were like that looks Mm. like it could be fun and uh me and a couple of my comedian friends and then just a couple of our other friends started playing dungeons and dragons and i started off as a dm um and i dm for like three years i would like dm but i would also play a character just to like give them an extra pair of hands because they were awful (laughs) i mean they were so bad (laughs) at the game i mean we like it was just pandemonium um, and then just recently I switched over to just playing, not DMing. And then I had, I haven't met besides Trevor. I haven't met anybody 
and uh, we worked together and he was like, hey, have you ever played Pathfinder? And I was like, nope. And he's like, do you want to? And I was like, yes. And he's like, cool, we're going to start a podcast your first time playing ever. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> Let's throw me in and do it. Um, but it's awesome. It's 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 so much fun. This is my first time with it. And it's something that I'll keep playing, um, you know, alongside of D&D. But it's uh, it's awesome. I, I really enjoy it. Awesome. Now, before we go a whole lot further, um, and because I want you guys to talk about what Pathfinder is, because that's a lot of people don't know the difference between that and Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. Um, but before we do, I got a little game for us to, to all kind of play. So we're going to go through it really re- as fast as we can. Um, <laughs> but basically, I, so I went, I found this at uh, skybound.com. So skybound is the uh, oh, skybound. publisher of walking dead. Um, so I'm giving them credit for it. I'm put a link in the show notes to make sure that we don't get sued for using this uh, <laughs> content, but no, they, um, they have this really cool uh, quiz over there and it is uh, dungeons and dragons monster or quaint European village. And so we're going to play that <laughs> right now. And so what, what that means is I will bring up uh, the, 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 the thing to guess. This is the first one. I'm going to butcher all the names because I don't know. Marut, I'm going to say is probably the name. Uh, and we're, and we'll just go down the line, just make a guess and, and uh, we'll see what you think. I already know. So I'm not going to do it. So we'll start with Aaliyah. Is this a, a Dungeons and Dragons? Mo- having never heard of Dungeons and Dragons until today. Uh, <laughs> is this a monster from a fantasy world or is it a European village? European village. All right. So the European village, Utah. Uh, I'm going to go with monster. Trevor. I'm going to go with monster. Jake. I'm going to go with small European village. Yes. Okay. Uh, Todd. <laughs> Definitely a village. All right. And Raymond, what do you think? Yeah, it looks like it's over a map. So I'm going to say European <laughs> village. <laughs> well, all of these are over that map. So don't use that as the. Uh, <laughs> oh, also the sword oh, coast, right, the map. That's sword coast. Well, it, I know. It's made out of letters. So I'm going <laughs> to. Um, so it's actually a creature from Dungeons and Dragons. And that's what it looks hey. like. There it is. What a um, lie. Oh, look at that. This is a lie. Hello. This is false. Very fun. All right. So here's the next one. Uh, Mean lock. (laughs) What is a mean lock, Aaliyah? What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's more fun to start with you. And those of you in the comments, uh, I'm watching those. So if you know, I'd love to see some votes from the comments too. Please, please feel free to, uh, to guess mean lock. Of course, you technically have the <laughs> the ability to, to Google it right now, I guess, especially if you're in the just, comments. <laughs> so why do you say it think you're so clever if you know? <laughs> I'm why kidding. Just say but it out loud? I'm just playing. All right. So, Leah, is that a village or just say village or monster? And we'll just quickly jump through. OK, uh, monster, monster. I was going to say village with canals, but I'm going to say monster. OK. Trevor, I'm going for monster again. Monster again, Jake. I'm doubling down on village. We're going to be right one of these times. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be a village in Scotland. I, I can't think of anything else. Right? It okay. It's a mean lock. <laughs> That's a mean lock. From what I, yeah, that was my terrible Scottish accent. Go ahead, uh, Raymond. That is a monster. Mm, All right. Um, you sounded very sure. Are you like this? Is definitely you've you've encountered I, this? And yes, I've been murdered by one that's, of those. That's yeah. a mean lock. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty nasty. Mean, they're nasty that is creatures. A mean looking. It's that's a lobster flea or something. Yeah. He's pretty bad. Yeah. Great. So tastes amazing though. You get it I, it's just, just right. occurring to me how un- butter. little drawn butter. 
Yeah, there you go. I hope very nobody is going off of my answers. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah, I, I am. It's just occurring to me how uh, little entertainment value this is going to have for the podcast listeners uh, tomorrow um, because they're not seeing what we're seeing. So we're going to have to be more descriptive, I guess. No. Um, so uh, this is the next one. Uh, this, whatever it is, it's my favorite of the things to say. Here we go. Pit and weem. <laughs> Pittenween uh, is a monster or a village. village. Village, village. Aaliyah says Utah. That has to be a village. Okay, Trevor. I'm going for village this time. Oh my gosh, it's a, it's we got a run of villages. All right, Todd. No, who did I skip? Jake. I'm going to say it's something that Micah was called in middle school and also a village. <laughs> and Todd. Definitely a village. All right, and uh, Raymond. Yeah, I'm thinking village. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm thinking Micah. It's All right, <laughs> several villages. Micah, Micah, by the way, is one of their uh, other castmates who couldn't be here tonight. Couldn't so that's why. Yeah. Um, all right, so weed. I'm looking at the comments, and of course, I don't know exactly when some of these came in, but I've seen them. Uh, uh, I see a monster guest, but that could have been for the last one. That just occurred to me too that their comments are coming in a little bit late. Um, village, a couple of villages. All right, let's find out. Pit and Weem is a village. Yay. It's actually in it must, be, it must be like England or something, right? That one is in Scotland. Actually, someone Scotland. mentioned the other one, and I think this one was Scotland. I'm actually going to have the answers. Uh, well, you on know, if it's not here. Scottish, it's clap. That's right. All right. Um, yeah, Pit and Weem. I'm going to tell you exactly. Pit and Weem is a serene little fishing village located on the east nuke of Fife, Scotland. Saw a number of notorious witch hunts in the late 17th or early 18th centuries. So it but might be. Does, but that, but what does it mean? I have no, yeah. I don't know if we want to know. All right. This is kind of why I was glad that Micah wasn't here because I feel like he'd have a distinct advantage over the rest of oh, us. Yeah. Oh, really? Has he played uh, a lot more? He's got, or he's, or he's very, very knowledgeable of European villages. He's very knowledgeable of European <laughs> geography. Okay. So when that Jeopardy category comes up, we're good. All right. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Tlincali, T L I N C A L L I for podcast listeners. Tlincali. Uh, village. Village. Uh, uh, von, the monster. <laughs> <A> monster. Monster. <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to hedge your bets there. I think I, I am. No, it's, I'm gonna say monster. Triple All right, Trev. I'm I'm gonna go for monster. All right, mm. Jake. I'm also gonna say monster on this one. Todd. Yeah, I'm also going to be wrong and go with a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and Raymond. I was thinking a Russian village, but I'm going to go with a Russian monster. All right. oh, very nice. Excellent. Uh, da, it is, in da. fact, a monster, and that's what it looks like. It's pretty creepy looking. He's got it looks a, like the Scorpion King. Is that the yeah. rock? That is uh, the right. Rock. It does. You're so right. It's very reminiscent of the Scorpion King. Except, uh, except. Except the face on this drawing is much better than the face. Yes, this, this one's actually more realistic. This yep. is actually more realistic. <laughs> I, than yeah, what I was think on the, the only thing, the only movie. difference is they gave it a horn. Other than that, yeah. it looks like the rock. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty. That's Dwayne Johnson right there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here's one. Aaron Shoop <laughs> or Aaron Shoop. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Aliyah's loving this game. I can tell. Uh, Village. I don't know. Village. Sure. All right. Orange. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds like a German village. Orange. Okay. All right. I'm uh, going with village. Yeah, village. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm also. It sounds like a small hamlet. <laughs> yeah. All right. Not a big one. I'm gonna say village, but in Ireland. 
in oh, Ireland. Yeah. Interesting. That's a good guess. All right. Okay. I think it's a, yeah. it sounds like a village in Middle Earth. So I'm going to go with village. <laughs> village in <Nice>. Middle Earth. <laughs> it's actually uh, a village on the northern tip of Germany. It's a oh. coastal fishing village <gasps> on the Baltic Sea. Check that's it out. The, that's the entire village. That picture. It's, that's whole yeah. right there. <laughs> if, you, if you look really closely at the bottom of the cliff. Right there. I think the village is just out of, <laughs> of shot to the right <laughs> here. And we just see really the interesting choice right. of picture for a village. It's a cliff over the water. Yeah. <laughs> That, that was, I mean, I had I took the photos that were in Wikipedia because those are Creative Commons. So, the, oh, so this this, this is the, the one that I could find the, that the beautiful, the, famed, the famed cliff of Erinshoop. Uh-huh. That's what it is. Yes, you have seen you have seen that for the first the time. Cliffs of Erinshoop. The Maybe cliff of Erinshoop. Yeah, one cliff. They have one cliff. It's that's one it. cliff. It's not cliffs. It's yeah. cliff. Yeah. Here we go. All right, a banderhob. Uh, definitely monster. Monster. Yeah, that sounds like a monster to me. Bonderhop. Yeah, I'm or really good. Or I'm really thinking good, monster like, metal band. <laughs> <laughs> Dibs on the band name. All right, <laughs> Jacob. I'm gonna go against I'm, the grain and say it's a place. All right, yeah. Todd. I'm going with monster. <laughs> all right, and Raymond. Yeah, I'm gonna go with monster too. Yeah, it's a monster. He's uh, oh, and he's got oh. an arm in his mouth. Raymond, is that Billiam? That's Billiam's son. Anybody like read or watch the Spartawick Chronicles? Yeah, forever ago. Wow. Okay, guys. Don't. I did. I can't read. Thanks, Long Jack. Time ago. It looks like a monster from the Spiderwick Chronicles. You're right. Yeah. Yes, it reminds me of that. Awesome. All and right. This is also for the the audible ones. You know, so that way you can visualize. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yes. Absolutely. It's a frog looking. Well, they have Google too, right? Um, it's a frog like <laughs> creature uh, who is currently apparently eating someone because their arm is hanging out of its mouth. So. It, now, hold on a second. That just could be, be his tongue. Things out. <laughs> or he has a tongue that is a human arm. That's what we. Or or that's somebody. Don't or, 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 or that that could be a dental hygienist just making exactly. Sure that's, you know, I mean, it's a toothpick. Real into his job. It's a toothpick. A toothpick. <laughs> yeah. There, there are folks. Title, it's not just an item anymore. But there are other folks in the comments who knew what you were talking about too, Elias. So you're good. All right. Thank you guys. Uh, Begwari, B E G W A R Y, Begwari, or Begwari. 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 You're reminding me of New Girl Schmidt. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to say Village. Okay. Begwari. Yes. Beg, wait, wait. Beg, uh, village. Willage. All right. Beg, very, village. <laughs> a village. So you think it's uh, Chekhov grew up in this village? Yes, I think, I think Chekhov grew up in this village. All right. Who's uh, next? Western. Trevor. I'm pretty sure this is a village in England. Okay. Oh. Jacob? Also, I believe it is a village. All right. Todd? Same Z's village. And Ray. Trevor was pretty sure, so I'm just going to piggyback on that and say village. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here we go. Um, actually, let me, I got to see. Here, pushing the wrong button. There it is. All right. It is a village. That's not the village. <laughs> Again, I went to Wikipedia. <laughs> it's a swamp near the village, I think. Um, this is this the what this is. It's the fog fan, guys. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> this is where we are. Yeah. It is a remote English hamlet located near the lovely Bigwari Brook. And this is the Bigwari Brook. That's why. Oh, we, that's what and this I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. I have friends uh, from England and Scotland who are going to be listening to this and are just going to be like, dude, um, I apologize. Yeah, I don't know uh, how to pronounce these things. But um, anyway, um, information on this village is rather scant, which means it must be very quaint. That's kind of a, a little. Um, so we don't know a lot about. It's, it's haunted. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Nobody goes there ever. 
All right. You ever just um, no we're going to do one more. Here we go. Ready? Uh, click. There we go. Shusuva. Shusuva. Oh, my God. Hey, that was my nickname in high school. Just kidding. <laughs> Shusuva. Yeah. Um, monster. We'll just say monster for monster's sake. Okay. All right. Utah. Mm -hmm. but that's the whole point of this quiz. Uh, village. Village. All right. I think I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm going with monster. All right. Jacob. I'm going to go with village with you two. Todd. I'm going to say a monster. And Ray. Yeah. Going with monster. Oh, you messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pattern. Sorry. Sorry. Did you, you, you didn't, you didn't pass the SATs, did you, Raymond, where you had to put the, <laughs> Know, follow that pattern. Follow the order. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Here, here, here it is. It is a monster. Yeah. Very oh, uh, creepy zombie wow. wolf-like scorpion creature. Yeah. I so. like it. It's like this list of monsters has a preponderance for scorpions, yeah. doesn't it? I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. There's a lot of them. Uh, so you can find that uh, quiz. There's lots more. There's so many more uh, that were fun too, um, and you can determine uh, whether a bar guest or an ankhag or a Marzix clock. That was I didn't do that one because there's no way I'm gonna pronounce it right. So I, I said it anyway. We got killed by one of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this, this it's a fun quiz. Skybound.com. You can uh, check that out um, and uh, try to do all the you know more of those. But um, uh, that's those are all from Dungeons and Dragons. But um, Pathfinder is very similar, right? And um, tell us a little bit, uh, Trevor, if you will, what is the difference between them primarily that we're talking about here? Um, you know, quite a bit, but not a lot. It's a really mm -hmm. weird question to ask. Um, sure. <laughs> to kind of know the pedigree, you got to go back almost mm, well, almost 20 years now. Oh, wow. uh, no, it's probably closer to 15. Uh, when Still there was Dungeons and Dragons, right now it's in the fifth edition. And they were in the, the 3.5 edition back in about 2007. Um, a company called Paizo was doing a lot of publishing for Dungeons and Dragons at the time, doing adventure paths and dungeons. They actually published Dungeon Magazine and Dragon Magazine for them as well. Um, at the beginning of 2007, uh, Wizards of the Coast pulled their licensing agreement from Paizo and said, okay, you're not going to publish these magazines anymore. So they started publishing more third-party content. In late 2007 during Gen Con, uh, or mid-2007 during Gen Con, they announced pa uh, Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition uh, to a lot of revision. A lot of people did not like 4th uh, Edition. And the licensing for fourth edition from wizards of the coast uh said that if you were going to make third-party content for fourth edition you could not make it for 3.5 anymore so a lot of companies just stopped making stuff for D, &D and started making um they started working on their own systems or kept making things for 3.5 and paizo said all right we're going to make our own system based on 3.5 and they made pathfinder first edition and by about 2011 it was the number one uh table d20 system in the world uh, oh, wow. It took a lot of the people from 3.5 and it grew and grew and grew until I think it was 2017. They started working on second edition, uh, Pathfinder second edition and fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons had come out in that time and gotten a ton of success. Um, in fact, tabletop RPGs are bigger than they ever have been before. Um, but second edition was play tested starting in 2017 and a, 
and for those that didn't matter, I'm throwing a lot of jargon in here. D20 system is a game that you play primarily using a 20 sided die. Um, there's a lot of different systems in Pathfinder or Pathfinder in tabletop. You have D20 systems, two D6 systems, and the D6 is like this regular uh, craps die you would have, right? And they have D100 systems, which some people use a giant 100 sided die, and those people are kind of crazy. Or you use two <laughs> D10s, and you you know add, put the first die is the first digit, the second one is the second digit. But anyway, uh, they released their playtest in, in 2017 and released the full game in 2019 and have been pushing really, really quick towards trying to replicate the success of um, 3.5. And they really th- threw a lot of things on their head. They created a new thing called the three action system where instead of having, there used to be something called a move action and a standard action. It was very complex trying to figure out what you could actually do in a turn. It was crazy. There was flow charts for rule systems for things like grappling and stuff. And it, it throws people for a loop. They don't want to play it for a long time. Pathfinder, it used to be called Mathfinder because it was just <laughs> math and flow charts and lots of crazy stuff. And you had to be really dedicated. There were, you know, nearly a decade of rules on rules on rules on rules and weird interactions and stuff. So Paizo said, done with it. We're going to completely do it from the ground up. And they actually wrote the entire system as if it were a programming language. So you could take different things and put them in and you would maintain perfect scaling all the way across the system from level one through level uh, 20. Doesn't matter where you are, the, the, Difficulty classes make sense. The armor classes make sense. The two hits make sense. The math is super, super tight and super, super coupled. But that means the rules are very, very defined and very crunchy, we say, in, you know, in the hobby. A lot of people get turned off on that because one of the fun things about role-playing games is, you know, make it up as you go. If your character wants to do a backflip and, you know, come down on a goblin and take him out and, you know, Let's do that. That's cool. It's called the rule of cool. Let's make it happen. And a lot of people think that just because Pathfinder has a million rules, and it does, that they have to abide by every single one of those rules. And one of the biggest rules of GMing is have fun. Do yeah. stuff for your players that they enjoy, or you won't have players to play with anymore. Uh, but yeah, it's a lot more tighter system. The math is much tighter um, than 5e, but it means it's a lot more regimented than 5e as well. And it's a lot more difficult too, I think. It doesn't rely on one person being like, okay, I'm the fighter. I can come in. I can take everybody out by myself. If you're not working together as a team, something that should be considered by difficulty class, a moderate encounter will take your team out. So it sometimes yeah. turns some people off, but strategy wonks <laughs> love it. Yeah. And so, and my, I think maybe that's why I never actually played Pathfinder yet is because for me, it's always been more about the, like the storytelling and I hated mm-hmm. math in school. <laughs> exactly. and I have heard that about Pathfinder, but that's, um, but not that I don't ever want to try it, but it's just like, that was kind of, I think what has kept me now tell me, are the worlds and the monsters different in Pathfinder? Like, do they have a, an, an entire different, you know, geography and uh, lore, or is it built upon some of that? There are a lot of the monsters are the same. A lot of the spells are the same because they're all parts of the original um, Mm. open gaming license from Dungeons and Dragons three. Yeah. Uh, There's there's power word kill across both of those games, for example, and stuff like that. There's goblins in both systems, you know, but there's some things that are D&D only like you can't have a Tarrasque in anything but D&D. 
you know, you can't have a mind. Well, why would you want one? But D and D. Well, right. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is. I'm, uh, is that a European village? Yeah, exactly. It's a European it's, village. It's, it's just it's a, a small, super powerful creature. It's a small hill like, in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> but largely, um, they're similar in tone, but it is different settings. And there's actually several settings for um, D and think there's. I don't know as much about D and D as I do about Pathfinder. But yeah. Pathfinder has its own setting that encompasses Pathfinder and another property of Paizo called Starfinder. They're just separated by several thousand years. Okay. And so that's like a science fiction right. version or whatever. Yeah. I think that one actually has a little more of a draw for me because I've played so much Dungeons and Dragons that I don't want to like just do a different version of that. Do you know what I mean? I, I really enjoy that. But the Starfinder has some uh, a little bit of a draw because it's like, oh, we're, we're in space. Genre, and like, yeah. yeah, I like that. There's idea. power armor and stuff. Ooh. What? That's very different cool. rules too. Very, very different rules. <laughs> How much math? That's what I. <laughs> well, it depends. There, there was How many same... calculators do I need? Do I need an abacus? What's the. Trevor was correct originally in saying that like there's been a lot of variation on people calling it math. There's a saying that it takes three feats to go to the bathroom in Pathfinder first edition. <laughs> Because there's just like, like, say you want to like jump through the air and like bring your axe down on somebody. I've been first edition, like feats are really defined. So if you wanted to do something, you have to have that feat, for example. And it's a little oh, bit more specific. restrictive in that yeah. aspect. Meanwhile, in second edition, like you have three actions and it's like every like every single thing that you need to do in second edition takes action economy. It's not a standard or a move. It's one, two or three actions for your entire round. So it's there's a lot more to do. Like you're not just one character. That's just like, like, you know, I trip things and do sneak attack damage or I heal and do <laughs> yeah. nothing else. Like Everybody. in first edition, if you played a cleric, your best friend was a crossbow for the first three to five levels <laughs> of the game because you couldn't do anything else. And it's just not like that in second edition. I would okay. liken it to like, I remember when I was a kid and my parents would bring the Sears Christmas catalog and they'd be like, pick four things. And then they hand me a phone book. Yes, exactly. That's what it's like Like building a character in first edition. They're just like, you need to go through, you pick those things, but there's so many things that you want. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. half of them are traps. Yeah, (laughs) they're dead ends. They're dead ends. Like I like I was telling Trevor earlier today, I'm like, I'm so glad that we uh, play a system where I can build a character in like 20 minutes instead of four hours. He's like, four hours? Tried four weeks. Is so one of the biggest advantages to the, the, yeah. the second edition of Pathfinder is really uh, how easy it is to yeah. build a good character. Because I know I remember when I used to play D anD D back in high school. We you know we we didn't necessarily spend weeks, but we spent a good amount of time yeah. rolling and writing down and everything else to get our characters set. Um, and that was one of the one of the obstacles for a lot of people mm-hmm. was you know you spend a lot of time making your character and getting him set up. And then you would play next week. <laughs> I think yeah. the, the nicest thing about second edition in that aspect is that you don't really roll for your stats either. It's really all defined oh. on what you want to make. And there's actually no negatives for picking certain races either. Like, for example, if you're playing D&D or Pathfinder first edition and you pick a halfling, like, mm-hmm. you know, so Lord of the Rings, very, very small folks, half the size of humans, smaller than dwarves. They have a, a strength disadvantage. Um, that's not nearly as prevalent in second edition. If you want to play a halfling, you don't get a strength disadvantage. You just get advantages to dexterity. You're not penalized for picking something. You're not going to be, it's like, you're not going to be exceptionally strong in that area either. But I feel like the, the rule set is a lot more forgiving, especially with background feats that you can pick 
and everything else that kind of spice up character creation beyond just your race and heritage. Yeah, you used to be hamstrung immediately if you were a small race because your weapons dealt less damage. And that's not the case in second edition anymore. Yeah. You can go from concept to playable character in like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. And it wow. doesn't really matter. That's one of the great things about 2E is that there's the power is very bell curve shaped. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a caster or if you're a fighter, you're going to stay relevant throughout the entire game. And min maxing isn't going to make min maxing being somebody that makes a character that has lots of power, very few flaws. Somebody that plays a game like that isn't going to be leaps and bounds ahead of somebody that just comes in casually and plays. That's something I really love about it. There's no weird interactions where the math goes through the stratosphere and you know oh i just rolled a 75 to hit are you dad i'm like yes i'm dead shot (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't happen in second edition neat well i so um i think we lost Aaliyah. she's like whatever i don't know what these guys are talking (laughs) i'm kidding i know i know she's dealing with stuff at the house there um so um but what i think is i want to bring out to folks who might be listening who are like Okay, that that was a lot of information. That's a lot of rules. And for those of you who are interested in, in role-playing games, obviously that was uh, important. But one thing that I, uh, I want to move into now is your show, right? So you guys uh, do this for uh, a podcast. I want to let folks at home know you don't have to know any of the stuff that they just said, really, <laughs> to be able to enjoy this, right? It's a, sto- it's a creative storytelling uh, game that is entertaining to listen to. To because you're, you're following along in the story and you're hearing the decisions the characters are making and things like that. So what I'd like to do um, is kind of s- switch gears and talk about your show um, and, and a little bit about that. So I'll start with you, Trevor. Why don't you give us kind of the, since you're, you're the DM, right? I think I right, understood yeah. that, right? Um, so give us kind of like the the overview of kind of like what the, the story is about, you know, kind of what it's set. And then um, for the other three of you, we'll, we'll start, you know, we'll go... Um, uh, from Trevor over and uh, Raymond just keeps getting last. I'm sorry, Raymond. You're I just, love it. No, you're, you're in the, you're you're in the bottom square. Jacob's in the center time? square. If this was Hollywood squares, yeah. Jacob would be the, the biggest celebrity in the whole group. It gives me time to think of all the lies I'm going to tell. You know? There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, but we'll have each of you introduce your character and tell us a little bit about yourselves, your characters, uh, and what they can expect in the game or in the, in the show. So go ahead, Trevor. Tell us a little bit about the, the plot. What's happening? So it takes place in a little fishing village uh, near the biggest city <laughs> in the world. Um, you know, about, is it is yeah, it the better, is it Bigwari? Is it Aaron Shoop? Aaron Shoop. It's, it's, Aaron Shoop. <laughs> it's a little village called Otari. It's a fishing and lumber town um, that was founded by a group of adventurers five hundred years in the past, from you know the present time of the game. Uh, and there have been some strange happenings in the village. Uh, there was an accident that caused uh, somebody to go missing. Uh, after the accident, he fled into a cave and he went missing. Uh, and there have been some strange happenings in the swamp north of town. And there's actually, it starts as two different groups that join together to investigate what's going on in the swamp and to find this gentleman that's missing. And they find there's a lot more things going on in this town than people are letting on. Ooh. All right. So there's some sort of man. And so it's the job of the the players here to kind of uncover that, figure out what that is, battle any dark forces that <laughs> that appear as a result or whatever that might be. So um, I, well, I guess we'll start with you, Jacob. Tell us uh, a little bit about your character. Uh, I play a very Slavic themed uh, rap man named Yosef Lovkiruki. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, originally oh, was from a nation far to the north, uh, ruled by Baba Yaga. Oh, oh, um, Baba Yaga. And, uh, John or, Wick. Uh, exactly. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just Keanu Reeves with a gun. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> CR 30 creature. <laughs> and um, uh, more or less, he uh, some uh, things happened to him and he had to leave and he is wound up uh, retired in a later age in Otari because it is a beautiful Mediterranean climate fishing village where he can just settle down and cook or so he thought for the rest of his life until he's eventually got wound up in what's going on with the fog fan and eventually the gauntlet. Mm. So. All right. Todd, tell us about you. Well, uh, I play a uh, fetchling named Tovin. Uh, he's from the Shadow Realm, uh, <laughs> which is, it, it, it just gets geekier as I describe it. Now that I say myself. this out loud. Yeah, this is ridiculous. I quit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all about that. We celebrate that here. That's what that's what we're all about. <laughs> but he, he plays a uh, um, uh, cleric of pretty much the equivalent of the Zodiac. It's uh, the, the cosmic caravan. And he's a traveling medic uh, as far as the story goes. So he, he's not originally from the plane that we're on. Like I said, he's from the, the shadow plane. But uh, he's mainly just on his way to go pick up more material, uh, more stuff to uh, uh, ply his trade at a local large city. And he kind of just got wrapped up into this meeting somebody else from the faith and uh, seeing strange happenings drown out the fact that we worship the stars and we can't see them right now. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. So he picks up actually Yosef of all people. And uh, we go on our merry way and incidentally meet the rest. And uh, <laughs> it's just, it's downhill from there. <laughs> it just so happens. <laughs> and Raymond, who are, who are you in the show? Yeah, uh, I play uh, Todd's laughing. That's a good uh, precursor to my character. Uh, I play uh, Billiam Thwump, Bill Thwump um, of just he is literally the Hank Hill of Hobgoblins. Um, just the just the happiest, just good go lucky guy. He brings the propane uh, a, exactly, um, and I'm the propane accessories. <laughs> exactly, yeah, the yes, most important yes. part. Uh, he's, uh, important. Yeah, I'm a Hobgoblin barbarian. Um, I have a loving wife and family and I'm a mercenary. So I'm just in town um, that reason for reasons unknown quite yet. And I'm in town um, just looking for work, looking to provide for my family. When I run, there's a, there's a festival happening. I take my family to the festival and um, I, I'm just looking for work and I end up running into uh Solus, which is uh, Micah and, and just sort of love him immediately. And that's kind of the character as I sort of just am a big lug who loves everybody. <laughs> Raymond, tell us about the kids. <laughs> oh, I have two wonderful kids. You can hear all about them in, in a very long episode three, in, episode yeah. three or four, and they're, uh, they're the loves of my life. I, I cherish them dearly. <laughs> so, and I'm going to I'm going to speak up and talk about Mike sure, real sure. quick because he couldn't yeah. come. Yeah. He had mm -hmm. some other engagements, but he plays a champion, which is the Pathfinder equivalent of a paladin, paladin uh, yeah. from a place called Last Wall which is essentially the last uh, line of defense from, you know, a zombie invasion is probably the best way to put it for layman. And he is on a quest for reasons unknown that bring him to Otari. And he's co-opted to help look for this gentleman that went missing during a cave in at a, in, in a shop into some caves under the town. 
Huh. Awesome. And so just again, for the benefit of folks who have never listened to one of these before, the cool thing about these actual play podcasts is uh, there's the storytelling element, right? They're telling this story as they go along. They're describing what they're doing. But they're also just guys sitting around playing this game. And so their personalities come out and, you know, you just you kind of have fun. And and uh, I mean, I've never played a single game of Dungeons and Dragons that didn't devolve into silliness at some point um, where we just kind of like, oh, my gosh, where is this going? And uh, uh, stuff like that. So is that something that we can expect to kind of happen on your show? Is that is similar? Oh man, <laughs> they've got they've that got the Hank Hill question. of hobgoblins. Yeah, <laughs> so I just evolve, right? You know not what you ask. Yeah, <laughs> our episodes are four hours, but then we release about an hour of it. <laughs> right, so much gets cut. Yeah, no, it's so much. Yeah, when we were doing our play test. I think we did like two episodes, and by the end of it, we had recorded for like four hours. And Trevor's like. There's like 15 minutes of usable content. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, that's what I was going to ask too about the like the the logistical aspects of running a podcast like this. So, uh, how often do you guys play? Like, how long does that usually go? Then do you edit it down? Like you said, do you play for four hours and edit it into four episodes? Like, how does that work? Um, we do one to one, between uh, hour and a half to two hours of recording. Typically, we do it as often as we can. Sometimes it's once a week. We try to get a big runway of shows in case we have something that prevents us from recording several weeks in a row. Uh, Ray, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we we try to take that content and cut it down. Todd does the the initial edit for content and for you know taking out things like lag or us just like dithering over rules or something and then that gets sent to me and i do mastering i do a second edit run add in the audio and then that goes to everybody else and everybody listens to it and finds all the mistakes i made and i fix those again and sometimes i fix them after it's been published and i have to push it back into the the host (laughs) but we have we 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 point where our, our target is 96 hours from recording to mastering so wow, it's a wow. pretty, pretty quick turnaround time for a lot of content. Yeah. Yeah. It's- and do, so let me ask you this as the GM, do you have, I mean, obviously you have a plan for how this kind of story plays out. Do you have an idea like how many episodes will this be eventually? Or do you just guys are just going to kind of go and see how, see where it goes. My estimate is roughly 130 to 150 episodes. Wow. Um, yeah. We're doing an adventure pass, so it's a structured adventure that mm-hmm. I'm heavily modifying just to make it unique for us. Uh, but based on the clip that these guys are going, I'm estimating between 130 and 150 episodes. Wow, that's a lot. That's really that's cool. Not, that's a very not-so-subtle hint that they need to speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, think we can do it real really fast. Yeah, I mean, he's he's heavily laid into uh, laid it on us that this AP is a meat grinder. More, it, it, it's, it's a mega dungeon. Wow. Really. We all have um, backups. So we I yeah, was going to say, was, yeah, that was part of the writing process. Actually, when we were uh, originally making concepts for characters, we all actually had to write three characters. Oh, wow. And then Trevor chose randomly which one we would be playing. Oh, it wasn't random. No. Or, or it wasn't, it wasn't random. random but sure. we, we, we had like a hierarchy of different characters we have that which are already is, in yeah. the background somewhere. Which That's is sad because so I poured my heart and soul into Bill. And if I lose him, I will lose a piece of myself. <laughs> Yeah. And that's the other thing that's cool. I mean, like nobody is safe, right? Like you have to have backup characters. Some of these characters are probably going to die. 
and you have to you 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 roll up a few characters that you have, and then um, the GM has to find a way to work them into the story, right? When they when they pass on to the other right, side. and that's one of the fun things about the early process of this because we did it a little bit differently. Usually, just everybody makes their character; they might talk a little bit amongst themselves, and then I find out when when they introduce them. We did a little bit differently because I want these guys to make a character that they love and they mm-hmm. pour themselves into, um, and one that just doesn't die immediately. So we tried to, I tried to put them together in a composition that would give them the best chance of survival as long as possible. Mm. Yeah. The worst part is though, is that because of this, when he does eventually slip, uh, slip their throats, we will cry on camera. Mm-hmm. I am so in love with my character that it will be, it, it'll be like, like I lose someone from my family, <laughs> someone that I actually love. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, it it is. I I've played so we do. Um, uh, I, I do with some friends. We do a twelve hour marathon. Uh, for uh, a charity called Extra Life. Uh, usually about once a year. And uh, yeah, he makes us roll up uh multiple characters. And I think like, a few years ago, the first, the like I so I rolled up three characters. And there's a race called Tortles in Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a mm-hmm. turtle race. It was introduced like a, just recently, actually a couple of years ago. And I literally had uh, four of them uh, lined up uh, and one, and didn't they were Raphael? all basically, yeah, they were basically the teenage. <laughs> <Mutant Ninja Turtles. laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, the, and I think one, I think I died like almost immediately. <laughs> like, all of them were monks. Yeah, exactly. But it was, it was very, um, uh, it was it was a brutal campaign that we were going through, and yeah, I had to. I think I and one of the other ones, a uh, couple of us ended up using all three characters because it was just it can get it can get it can get nasty in there. A lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I have a question. Sure. Yeah, this is great. So I'm sorry if you guys already said this. There was a lot of words that I don't. Know. Uh, I I like so need a dictionary. To no, this is why you're here, though, Elia. This is why we want mm-hmm. you here. Okay. So um, Shoop is in Germany. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is what uh, what I'm confused about is I thought this was a tabletop game. So like you guys are playing. Well, I don't know. You said California Ray. So like, yeah. how are you guys playing a tabletop game that's like? Uh, on camera yeah, do you guys all have this game like that's great guys, that's a great question imagination this is real life so really <laughs> you guys, you, you're it's real life so you're just uh <laughs> finding your way through the path right that's what i'm thinking <laughs> your way through the path that's good <laughs> yeah so yeah so, there's a there are different software programs called virtual tabletops. There's you know probably a dozen of them out there. We use one called Foundry. We host the server ourselves uh, on our own domain, and everybody connects to the server that I've spun up, and that's how we play. Is we share a virtual tabletop, and we have representations of the tokens and the entirety of the rules, and and we we're able to play remotely like that. They had a real explosion in popularity at the beginning of the pandemic, where people still wanted to play, but they couldn't get together anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm also confused about how you guys like develop or and or create your characters. Like, uh, <laughs> is there like a uh, a rule book for this? Like, do you guys just have like a list? Like, you choose 
you know, like uh, those little online games, you could design the eyes and the hair, like it's, what they look like. Is this similar to this? Yeah. I'm so, this is all I can imagine. No, that's a great in my, question. In my head, it's just like <laughs> a little side uh, side panel and you're just like putting the wig on their head or <laughs> choosing the eye color or something. That's what I think of when I would play the Barbie games. On the oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, we got to... This is gotta. We have to have a whole nother conversation about the Barbie games now. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, that's a great question. Yeah, uh, tell them a little bit about character creation. Tell the folks yeah. at home too. For for me, uh, my my particular favorite is uh, I use uh, app that's on phone and on a website called Path Builder, and it's great because I can just it 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 takes all the math out of it for me because I don't want to browse through all that. I, I am more about like, just get in, do the improv. I love that. I could care less about mechanics and I'm so sorry for these guys having to keep up with me and, and like keep me abreast <laughs> of what I'm doing. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it's great because I can just click on what I'm building. You know, I pick my character. It's just like a paint by numbers kind of thing where I, it's like, this is what you're allowed to pick with the stuff that you picked. It just gives you a, a, it builds a flow chart for you to build the character. You That's want. nice. Yeah. So definitely. let's say that. But so the, the there hub. are there are books though. Oh like yeah. You asked oh, if there yeah. are books. There oh, are yeah. books that describe all of the different characters, races that you can be, all of the different things like that, and then stats. You can read through those and decide which one you want to be, and then you pick and choose. Um, again, in some role playing games, you you roll to get those stats. Uh, you roll dice and whatever the, that, or you start with a certain amount of stats and you can divide them up amongst the different things there's lots of different ways that can take place but uh um yeah how did how how did you guys create uh, we todd used the app what about the rest of you I, it's funny test tube just commented you can look up avatars that resonate from different races and honestly there's been a couple of of characters i've made or i just googled cool looking dungeons and dragons characters and i was like this looks cool what does he do and i you know i pick and this and is how you settled on billion <laughs> no not billion <laughs> billion was a thoughtful no. process okay. Okay. <laughs> but other other dnd things i've played are just some stuff like that you just sort of you know there's like he said like like uh, jeff said there's books and you sort of go through and you a dwarf seems cool or a tiefling looks cool or you know i was i was a wood elf uh, one time and it just because they look really cool and so then i look at it and then i get to look at the stats and that kind of stuff so i sort of look at how how really awesome do i want my character to look and feel and what he can do and sort of pick and choose the stats from just from the internet honestly and then once you pick that then you can go through the books and be like cool i can take these stats i can do that kind of stuff so so wait you the stats don't automatically come with the character Sometimes they do. Sometimes, like Jeff was saying, you have to roll for them, um, depending on you know what you're playing. There's honestly just auto-generated stats if you want to do it that way as well. Um, or you can roll for them. You, the, I think the way you do it is like you roll six dice and you drop the lowest one, and then that's your number. It depends stat. on the system you're working with. Yeah. So yeah. Pathfinder, yeah. everybody starts with 10 across the board. And depending on what class you pick and oh, the background you pick and the racial bonus and your ancestry mm -hmm. and stuff, it automatically gives you bonuses. Then there's bonuses that you can explicitly chat, uh, select at different times. Um, it's very, very codified and routinized. And that's why things like Path Builder or Wanderer's Guide are really cool for somebody to pick a concept. Like I want a, a undead uh, cat person 
all right, okay, I want a vampire hunting cat person. All right, well, how do I do that? And you just start going through the options and you, you build it. And the cool thing about second edition is it doesn't matter how weird or out of left field your concept is, you can probably build it and it's not going to hurt the rest of your team by being dumb. You'll, you'll yeah. still be able to play it and be effective. It's it's yeah. it's beauty of the system. Down. Vampire, yeah. cat, <laughs> I think vampire uh, hunter. Yeah, I, I've That's heard a, a lot one. that it, it's really easy in, in Pathfinder First Edition to make a bad character. Oh, man. If you Very don't know what you're doing, you can be completely useless in so, every single meaning. So did they change the character building between the first and second editions? Oh, yeah. oh big time. Yes, big they, time. They don't even resemble each other in any meaningful way, honestly. So the second edition is much, much easier to jump into and get going. Yeah, Definitely. especially if you, if you have like that idea because um, – like you were saying earlier, like you can just put a random stat uh, boost into any stat you want. Like that's usually included in a class or a race. Like you'll get a bonus, like say if you're, you know, a, a, you know, cat person, I'm not sure if that's in second edition yet or not. It is. Um, It is. Okay, cool, cool. But I'm sure they get like a bonus to dexterity, but usually in second edition, you get the bonus to dexterity and you get a free plus two into whatever other stat you want. So if you want them to be a charismatic cat person, you can, if you want them to be a, a hardy cat person to put that into constitution you can you know yeah. it's I'm not so restrictive lashes. and then you can say that my background was a you know i was a bartender and there's a, a stat array that you get added because you were a bartender at one point you get uh, bonus to strength because you had to pick yeah. up kegs and you know constitution bonus to charisma you had, or charisma because you had to talk to patrons right yeah mm-hmm. and it's it all makes sense story-wise too yeah, so it helps you build it's, a backstory yeah like Yosef has a cook background feat or a ba- or like a yeah like a background ability that gives me a bonus like wisdom I believe mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, I don't quite remember off the top of my head, but it's just like an additional flavor added on top of my character because he is a cook. He works at a at a, at a restaurant in town. I see what cool. you did there. Flavor yeah. cook. Flavor. <laughs> I, no, I heard a little saffron. That he's a rat and he works yep. in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, so oh, there we go. Rat that. That yeah. <laughs> and it's funny how many of the characters that of again with people that I've played with that clearly have like I just said with the turtles like they've clearly based it on something yeah. um I once played a tiefling paladin that was hellboy basically. So yeah. uh yeah. <laughs> Jake and I sat and made the entire Mystery Incorporated gang from Scooby-Doo one night. Because <laughs> yeah, we were bored. It was really fun. And it's like I remember in first edition, there was literally a class you could pick that would either turn you into uh, Captain America or Bucky. Like you literally got a prosthetic arm. And for the Captain America one, you could throw a shield and it would bounce off of multiple people in one round <laughs> and then come back in your hand. It would, it's, you so if you wanted now. like, again, yeah, like. Like if you want to be Captain America, you can just be Captain America. If you want like to be Spider-Man, you can them. be Spider-Man. Yeah. You can literally be a spider that turns into a man in second edition too. <laughs> yeah. You can the be man spider. Can, literally spider people. Can you be okay. a spider that turns into so, a pig? That's right. what I want to know. If you're can you be a spider that was bit by a pig. There we go. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm so lost. I know. And then, you know what? And it's it is it's a very different type of gameplay. It's definitely something that you're not gonna really uh understand unless you're sitting at the table and kind of like get that idea. Not necessarily at the table, we can do it virtually. Um, but it's given me the idea. I feel like uh we should uh spin up a, a little D campaign for the three of us and uh do <laughs> and like uh we could do a little episode where we just uh really show Aliyah how to play D. That would be fun. Um, I could even get maybe I could get my friend uh Carrington, who's the greatest GM in the in the world, as far as I'm concerned, uh, 
um, buttering him up so that he can uh, <laughs> so not kill my him. character the next time I, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he's really, I have a friend who is just an amazing uh, GM. He uh, actually runs uh, uh, open heart games. People. Yep. Is not anymore. No. Nope. That's where we met. Uh, Malted Meeple is a, a board game cafe here in uh, nearby in Cleveland. And uh, um, yeah, I played uh, games with him that's over there, place. but yeah, now he runs uh, he runs games online. He's uh, doing open heart games, which is uh, raises money for Extra Life, which is who we did cool. the, the twelve. Um, yeah, so it's really so check that out, folks. Open heart games. Um, I'll put it in the in the uh, comments Show too. Notes. But okay. yeah, well, I just did a 12, 12 hour campaign with them uh, just uh, during like Tabletop ago? Appreciation Week. So that was what August, I think ago? it was. Yeah, I think it was in August. Yeah, so um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll 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 give you just like Star Wars, Aaliyah. We're gonna we're gonna indoctrinate you. <laughs> we'll get you a lot more information about this. Um, but yeah, it can be very confusing. And of course, Pathfinder, I think could be possibly like even more confusing than some of the others. But um, I think that gives it uh, a, you know, like I think somebody said earlier, it, it has a strategic value that is like, that's the, that's the thing. That's the draw for a lot of people. And then for others who might like for me in D and D, like the simplicity is great. Like Todd, I'm like you, I just, mm -hmm. I want to create a character and then I just want to like, have fun and be that person. And I don't, so I, to the point where I actually created an, and Aliyah is going to be like gla eyes glazing over as I say this, but, um, I actually created a, um, uh, we'll see which one has the wild, uh, wild shape. That was the Druid, right? Yeah. Druid. Um, I created a Druid who, uh, um, I, who didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know any of the, uh, he was dropped on his head as a child. So he has uh sort of like a brain. He was a, he was a half orc and he sort of had like this, this uh, retrograde kind of amnesia type thing to the point where, uh, you know, he was cast out of the village cause he was the runt of the litter and, you know, obviously, and he's dropped on his head. So his dad didn't want him or anything. So he became a Druid. He's out there in the woods, learning how to be a Druid. And he, he could know spells, but he 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 can't remember which one he's about to cast. So I have the cards that you can buy for the druid, and we would pull out the cards that we had, and we would stick them in a thing, and I would randomly draw a card because he's like he's in the middle of battle, and he's like, oh, I must help, and he just does the magic, and often I would heal the bad guy that we were fighting, cast, you know, like a cure wounds type of situation. Um, he also, whenever he got startled, so if we got a surprise attack, you know, and the other, the, the, like we were surprised as a team, um, the GM, because I came up with this for my character, the GM at the time uh, made a, a, a hundred. He was, he was very dedicated. He loved this character. Uh, he made a hundred uh, sided die list that meant whenever I was surprised, I would roll a hundred sided die and wild shape into whatever I rolled. <laughs> and so it was like, oh, he scared me. And now I'm a squid and I can't do any. I'm just sitting there flopping around on the ground. So it was, yeah, sometimes I turned, like one time I turned into a dinosaur, which was amazing. Um, so occasionally it would help, but that's me. Like, I just, I didn't want to know. I don't want to figure out what spells do what. I don't want to know like what I need to do it. Like, I just want to be able to like randomly draw it and then just see what happens. So that was, that's how not into the rules I am. Um, so I get it. And that's, that's uh, you know, that's kind of like a fun way uh, that, that we play it. But I actually, um, 
want to make sure that you have a chance to tell everybody uh, where they can find your podcast, um, how they can listen to it and, uh, and follow you guys on social, all that kind of stuff. If you want to share those things, um, feel free to do so. Right. We are um, on pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts. It's just roll for intent. Um, we're literally everywhere. Um, you can check out our website, rollforintent.com. You can listen to our podcast there or go to whatever uh, you can get our RSS feed link. Our, our discord link is on there as well. Um, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at roll for intent and on Instagram at roll for intent. Awesome. What about the rest of you? Do you guys have uh, now you said you're a comedian, Raymond, do you, do you do, are you doing shows? Do you want to tell, tell folks yeah. where you're going to be or anything like that? Are you, are you doing live shows again? Like what's so, happening? Yeah. Live shows are a little bit uh, sparse right now. I do have some coming in, up in November. All my information is at my website, Raymond, Raymond Montoya comedy.com. Um, it's got a list of all my shows, all that stuff. I also stream on Twitch. Um, pretty, pretty regularly, a couple nights a week. Oh, cool. um, and it's super llama 93. Cause I'm a huge awesome. Superman fan. Gigantic, I like that. Gigantic nice. Superman fan. There so, you go. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, super llama 93 on Twitch. So you can find me there. And then yeah, Raymond Montoya comedy.com has all of my information. So yeah. Very cool. Jacob, Todd, do you guys have Twitch streams or any uh, Twitters or anything that you want to share with everybody? Uh, absolutely not. As far as I'm <laughs> concerned, uh, roll for intent is my first ever creative endeavor. And it's mm -hmm. really all that I do. I, I am just a menial blue collar worker. <laughs> the rest of the time. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. And I'm the old man of the group. I'm still trying to figure out what this thing is. I hear it's a series of tubes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Connected to you. That's right. Yeah. It I connects no everyone to you. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, this is really great. Uh, you guys are a lot of fun. Uh, I, I hope people will check out the show because, uh, I, like I said, I, I already am I'm enjoying it. So uh, you've got a listener uh, here. Um, make sure to check it out, rollforintent.com. Uh, thanks for being on the show. It was really a, a pleasure to get to know you guys. Hopefully we can uh, have you guys back again in the future sometime. Maybe we can find out what's going on on the show down the road you, when the adventure has kind of, uh, uh, you know, gone along a little bit further in the in the story. When we're Excellent. all dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll all have a different character by then. Yeah, we'll be yeah. on the fourth, fifth iteration. We need the Chronicles of Billiam. I know, <laughs> right? He'll be the yeah. only one. We have a spinoff <laughs> podcast just about Billiam. That's Every, everyone will be dead and Bill will be telling their tales to all the characters. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> there it is. Everyone loves Ray. You guys just aren't the same. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I want to thank you guys again for being here. Utah and Aaliyah, obviously, thank you for being here also. I love you guys. Um, I uh, We have a great show next week. I want to make sure I tell folks what's coming up. Um, next week, we're going to have uh, DC, the Brain Supreme, one half of uh, the 90s hip hop platinum sensation tag team uh, is going to be on the show. DC Glenn is coming. It's amazing. I can't believe he said yes, but he is coming to be on the show. I am so excited to talk to him. They're having a huge resurgent right, right now because whoop, there it is, is being in the Geico commercial and everybody is just kind of like reliving the the nineties again. Yeah. They call it scoop. There it is. Um, so I can't wait to talk to him and, and find out about, uh, you know, his career and all that kind of fun stuff. I can't wait to talk to him about the Adams family values version of the song that they yeah. did because <laughs> that was awesome uh adam's family there it is remember no okay it was mc hammer was in the first one then tag yeah, team yeah, was in, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. second one okay yeah, just no just just <laughs> i mean the song was fun and adam's those are good movies i don't care what anybody says <laughs> Uh, but thank you guys for listening to another episode of the podcast is real. 
the official podcast of World Gun Geek. We're here live every Sunday, providing pop culture entertainment and podcast form the next day. So make sure you subscribe, like, follow, whatever the function happens to be where you're enjoying us. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. And now our live podcasts are on all the major pl- platforms. Just search World Gun Geek. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time on uh, the show. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. The podcast is real is a World Gone Geek production.